Hello and welcome to Audiovers. Uh, I'm uh, Terry. Can't make it tonight. She's got a school play to go to, so it's myself, Owen, and it's me, Cheese. I mean, you can tell that we don't rehearse this very often because we can't <laughs> even get through the intro about Terry. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's. <laughs> I was explaining to someone at work. They they found out about the podcast. It's like, yeah, it's not planned. Um, if we send a text, it's pre- that's pretty high end planning. Um, yeah, so did Terry can't make it. So just the two of us. We're going to be in, uh, previewing. Uh, tomorrow's big game, or today's, depending on what time you're listening to this, uh, against um, Warwickshire or Birmingham, Birmingham Bears. Uh, so we're just going through the the last three games since the last podcast. Quick preview, so it won't be a very long one because um, it's a two-parter. And then we're doing the post-match um, analysis on Saturday morning to see if this is a format that people um, like for the uh, for the more important games. So, Trees, how did you find the last um, last three matches of the group stage? It went pretty much as uh, I expected, to be honest. Like, we ended the last pod and I was like, well, we always make it really hard for ourselves to get through the group. We have two easy games that we should win and we fluff it. And then we somehow win the hard one, which is exactly what we did. We got through by the skin of our teeth against Surrey. Six off a last ball. And then we still needed Somerset to do us a favour, which they we, they did. Um it's just a bit frustrating because you've got that good platform. You've done all the hard work. You should be like, not coasting through, but being consistent. You win against Middlesex, you win against Hampshire, and we're second, third, not fourth. Much easier game in the next round. And it gives you a chance at finals day. Whereas now... It is very much like a, I don't know, a wing and a prayer. I'm, I'm pessimistic. We'll talk about it in a bit. But against probably the best team in that group, well, there is no probably about it. They they won that table very handily compared to everyone else. Yeah, you see that clock in the background for a second. Yeah, it's. Um, I agree. I remember when the uh, at the being at the county ground for the. Um, final game of the season and, and was texting you saying, you know, you were right on the last podcast because I was quite bullish optimistic that we'll cruise through winning against Kent, you know, and just see it, see it off. But then it seems to be like, actually, the way the campaign's gone is very much like Essex is batting the last couple of games where, you know, you've had really, really big scores. Like Lawrence put Essex in a really good position. Looks like we're cruising. And suddenly out of nowhere, this batting collapse arrives. Uh, and then you, you, you know, like the, the Surrey game's a good example, isn't it? You suddenly on the last ball hoping... <laughs> hoping for a miracle um whereas you know a 20 half an hour prior to that you'd have thought this is um this is Essex's game game just to go and and see it off so yeah I agree with the group stage that we we did all the first half you're like right we're going to cruise to the quarterfinals probably not make you know I think when people start talking about oh we're going to be you know that, that automatic spot and stuff to the to the semis I uh I thought I was a bit optimistic but um yeah it's really yeah, no, uh, I, I completely agree. Um, I don't know if you, you've seen it, but inside for the listeners here, I use the SPN Quick Info for all the stats like as part of prep. And I don't know how long they've had it for, but I noticed um, today they've got like a win predictor graph that right. you, you can follow. I, I assume they only do it like after the game is done or like as it's going along. And for Hampshire, Middlesex, Kent, we're like 70% to win all the way through. 
and then it just drops like a, a stone at the end when we we ultimately lose and for Surrey it's the complete inverse like we had no chance of winning that game yeah. until right at the very end we hit hit it and it goes from like 99% Surrey to 100% Essex yeah and it, it all follows kind of like the same pattern of starting strong I think Pepper has had a fantastic campaign. I think he's he's yep. been like cementing himself as a high level batsman in that T twenty. Similar mm-hmm. to Walter and Cook last year. It feels a bit like a breakout moment. He's always sort of shown the glimpses, but this year he's done it very consistently and really made a name for himself. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a hundred contender the next year or I don't know if he's been drafted. I think he's, he might... I think he's given a contract, actually. Is it? If if he's not, so. I would have definitely said like he's going to be first reserve or someone that's called up because you know the international players that come over, some of them drop out for whatever yeah. reason or people get injured. So if he's not got already got a hundred contract, I'm sure he's playing um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's, he's, not London Spirit. he's playing for London Spirit. I thought he was picked up. Yeah, I think he's going to do very well with the form he's in at the moment. I think it could be a very good campaign for him. Um, Cushy as well has had a decent T20 campaign. But you're right, the tail, and actually from Walter down, I'm going to ignore Sam's and I'm going to ignore Critchley because they move yeah. up and down a bit. Critchley's just, I think it's between him and Wesley for player of the season so far. We'll see how it it ends when we do a like season review, but at the moment they're like very strong. But Harmer has been a bit disappointing with the bat. Buttleman's been a bit disappointing. Das, uh, it's I don't know. It's not really clicked um, in that lower order. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think. Generally, in the last few years, you've expected um, us to have a very, very short tail. I think that I probably only the two opening bowlers I would put, you know, people like um, Porter, Cook, Beard, you know, you would say aren't really there to bat. Whereas you think it's like Snater, Harmer, you expect them to come in and, you know, be capable of scoring 20, 30 runs. Um, uh, not all the time, but fairly regularly. It, just, it seems that like, yeah, just... But the bowling as well, the bowling's been a bit off and I find that the the decisions have been really strange. I mean, I was at the, the Kent game and I, I thought that, that having pace on the balls was, was clearly the wrong thing to be doing and that it was going all over the place. And then you just thought, and, you know, they, they carry on persisting with it. And you thought, just give, give Dan Laurie, he, he can bowl. Why is, why is he not being given an option, given an option to, to have a go and... Yeah, it seems seems strange. I know a lot of people on well, obviously seen this trees, a lot of people are calling for um Harmer's time as captain to be up. Um I can understand it. I don't really see the need for it though, because who who would you put in? If you if yeah, you took true. if you took Harmer out before this season, you'd probably gone, oh, maybe give Lawrence a go. But Lawrence is gone. Lawrence is no longer part of the team, he's off to, to Surrey. So, what, Walter? Well, Walter's not been consistent. Like, fantastic player, but we've never really talked about him as mm-hmm. super shining star, always an ever-present part of the team. 
he had a fantastic campaign along with Cook last year at the 100, got to the final. Potential's there, but you wouldn't say he's ready. Yeah. Do you go Cook? Maybe, like, that's... He proved my option, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, considering how much we rotate teams and everything else, like, who, who, who's the vice? Who's the then backup? If you're doing Cook and he plays, you know, seven out of 12 games, you're going back to Harmer for the other five? kind of defeats the the purpose of, of doing that mix-up so i think yeah, also, fine. i'd keep it yeah i'm also a bit i'm always dubious about pace bowlers being captains as well um i think it's hard work because during those four overs that you were bowling i think you're so i can't talk for spin bowlers but i don't think it's quite as intense but you got any more time to think, but as a pace, you know, you're so focused on that objective of of running in, bowling the ball, and put it on the spot and that sort of stuff. That the idea you've got to keep an eye on where the fielders are and, and analysing all that stuff, I think it's very very difficult. Um, so yeah, as my reservation at Sam, but yeah, I also think in cricket, unless you're going to have a whole scale change, like you know the backroom staff go as well and get new stuff in, you're just because the captain's not just one person on their own, is it? It's 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 a seat. Basically, it's a, they're, they're the figurehead of the senior players within the team. Um, unless you're sort of like a real Napoleon type character. But uh, yeah, I think unless you and, and I can't see Essex doing that. I can't see a club like ourselves having the resources or the opportunities to go. We're going to ditch things and bring in a whole new team, you know, and and change things up. I can't see it happening. So um, yeah, I don't see what it achieves really. Uh, we've got to. I think we've got to stop stop kidding ourselves with the same team we were when we won it. We won it a few years ago. Yeah, I think we didn't win it by luck. Maybe we were fortunate with some of the games and how they played, or taking our chances and everything else. But we showed consistent quality, and, and we earned it. You've got to be yeah. in it to win it, and we were always there and ever present. But to say that we were on paper the best team before the start of the season or even through the season, I don't think that's true when we did win it. And I think the same's now. We probably are the third best fourth team in that South group. And it's a very competitive group. We've mentioned it before. Yeah. That doesn't set you up as entitled to to win perennially, especially with Somerset, especially with Surrey and the continuing moves that they make. We're the underdog. We've always been the underdog and we thrive off Mm. that, you know, people taking us for a bit for granted and surprising them with our quality so we have to temper the expectations to match that a little bit and be like if we make it to finals day it's a good run anything can happen finals day but expectation is sort of quarter finals first round of finals day rather than start of the season yeah we're going to win everything yeah true yeah yeah i agree I think one of the benefits we've got that with, with cricket and not having that sort of scouting network that football's got is that we can bring through players that people get surprised by, like Cushy, uh, Das, Pepper. Uh, you know, I imagine a lot of teams are, you know, you need to have heard this player, you know, there's some kid coming through Essex, but and you, you, you get those, you get surprised teams constantly by bringing through players they wouldn't expect, rather than if like Surrey, you're bringing in the big names, like, right, I can go and watch, I can go and watch endless clips on... Um, online about how to bowl or how to bat against this person. Uh, whereas you can't do that against Das, can you? Because there's no system. I don't believe there's a system for that within the second 11 cricket person. I mean, as far as I'm aware. 
Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm sure there's some level of scouting going on, but whether people religiously are like, oh, yes, I'll go watch um, Essex Seconds or Brentwood first and see who's the the best one there to see like the feeder and what they regularly get out to. It's that level of maturity and sort of financing that doesn't really go down to that level. Yeah, which I think plays to our strengths. Um, also, Ravi's back on a free agent. You see that? I saw. Yeah, I I would not be surprised with Lawrence going that we pick him up for next season. One year contract. We got to. It's got worth it. Worth a worth a punt, isn't it? It's just an easy replacement, isn't it? Like there's still enough familiar yeah. faces around for him to click in with. He's good enough. He's still doing. He's gone, yeah, he's gone from captain into team to being a free agent. One year deal, a little bit of a homecoming. He'll probably knock a few runs out. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder why the decision really is. I mean, is he just someone who's not a bad person, you know, like hard to work with? Um, I wouldn't be sure about that. I reckon it. Because he left Essex under a bit of a cloud, didn't he? Yeah, but. It's going to sound mean to say, I think it's a bit of greed. I think okay. he he knows his worth, right? And he knows that time in cricket is short and there's money to be made in short ball contracts, playing in IPL, Blast, the Caribbean League, the new one in America. Yeah, Money is coming to the table and everything else. And he's probably thought, this is an all right offer, but I'm still good. I'm probably worth a bit more who knows what the finances are um, at the club. Maybe they couldn't afford it or maybe it's a, it's too big of a difference for them to, to want the hassle. Um, but yeah, I sort of think low risk option. I'd love to keep Sands for for next year. I, I've been yeah. very impressed with, with him. Um, so if the balances allow, bring Ravi back on the cheap just for the T20. Yeah, because I think he'll want to go play in these other franchises anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I had the same. I'd, I'd keep him as a just a T20 player. Forget the one day cup. Forget the championship. He can go off to America and do what he wants. Um, and Zimbabwe and stuff. But yeah, I would. And the people, if they're shouting at the podcast, where what would you, where do you put him in the team? Well, I would drop Rossington, put give Pepper the gloves, and that gives space for Ravi in the uh, in the middle order. And also, someone who still can as a bit of a bit of a, a not bad. I guess Ronnie Ronnie's Dibby Dobbly style bowling, but just to change of variation. We haven't really got one of those sort of puts it on a line and length style bowlers at the moment in the squad. So. Yeah, I mean, his sort of death bowling was quite an underrated feature when he was with us because he could do that slow. It's not a cross seam, but it's not really a, an off cutter either. I don't really know what you describe it. It was, it was just difficult and it could often control a very tight over at the close of the game. And I think that's something we quite need because especially Slater this year economy wise just a little bit too high I think and that's led well, to I think some of the slightly too he's too, too quick for that role and like, I've noticed that I'm playing at a very decent uh, level this season cricket wise so probably a bit beyond where I'm my, my abilities are but I'm noticing that when you're putting pace bowlers against batters who are very very good they practice on it all day long. They've got the bowling machine set at 80 miles an hour. They're, you know, they're, they're doing all that stuff. No one, nobody 
in the net is practicing against 50 mile an hour line length bowling. And then they don't, they don't, they, you got to suddenly, you got to work for it. You got to put the power behind the ball. And they're not, it's, it's just something they're not used to. It's all, you know, you wouldn't go, oh, yes, at the bowling machine just outside off on 50 miles an hour for me, please. I'll spend an hour doing that. It just doesn't happen. So and that's his skill. Where Slater thinks is he, he's in that, he's in that fast bowler category, but not a great fast bowler. Um, and it seems last season's a bit of a blip, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've eaten humble pie before by writing him off too early and then eating humble pie <laughs> after um, by saying he's too good. So I think it's just sort of at the moment, things aren't clicking. He's not in a purple patch of form, whether that's bat or ball, just it, something's not quite right. He's probably one of the names I'd look to change going into tomorrow, although saying that he's too quality to probably risk it. I think the other one is Rossington. I, I just I just don't see him making the eleven. Um yeah, so I, such a, I think, he's such a good winter, didn't he? It's disappointing. Because winter was fantastic in the Saffron Leagues. He he's never shown himself for Essex. He's done a couple of brief flashes here and there, but a consistent theme since we've signed him is us calling him out. And Maybe this is Snater 2.0 and in a year's time we'll be like, oh, wow, actually, the talent was there all along and we need to shut up. But so. I'm not seeing it. I don't mind being proved wrong when, the bat- when they go out and uh, do amazing things. So, uh, so, but people have tuned in. Big game tonight or tomorrow, depending on you're listening. What is your prediction, Cheese, for um, Edgbaston? I reckon we're going to bat first. We're going to post 150. and Birmingham are going to just run away with it I I know the ingredients are there I know the team can can do it and pull off the win I just don't back the the consistency to see it happening I think Birmingham are a very good side and yeah I just don't don't believe it's going to come through yeah, I had deja vu back to um, when I used to work in Birmingham. We we played, they were still Warwickshire back then, in the quarterfinals. Nick Brown was still a one-day player, if you can remember that far back. Um, and yeah, it was driz- a drizzly, rubbish summer's day, summer's evening going there. And um, yeah, we absolutely <laughs> didn't show up. So hopefully not the same. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. I think um, the South group is much tougher than the North group. Uh I think that's, that prepares us pretty well for um, to be battle hardy and battle battle ready for for um, Thursday evening. And fingers crossed, we sort of everyone steps up. You know, we we know that everyone everyone on their day um, uh, can put in a match winning performance. And also, the one of the downsides we said the whole this is that schedule. It's a really really strange schedule that when they've had that nice gap prepping for a game, they go out and smash it, is when they've got that tight turnaround. Being in the quarterfinals, we've had they've had our most of the best part of a week to prepare for it and to rest from the from the Surrey game. So um I don't think we're gonna cruise or anything like that, but I think we'll be competitive and and we'll get we'll we'll get over the edge. Because as you said before, one of the strengths is that we you know we're the underdogs and we know how to use that to our advantage. Yeah, no, it's not all doom and gloom. Your point about the schedule is is valid because you look at the last three games we've posted 200 
which is something that we yeah. previously did, we weren't doing. So the fact that we've done that, okay, sorry, it was 199, but <laughs> three, three times in a row, if we do that, then I think we win. But if, if we turn up like we did earlier in the season, where we're not not even making par 170s, 180s, yeah. I just don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I mean, I reckon that Birmingham are going to put a big boundary out of Edgerton. Because they'll go like, they're used to Chelmsford, small pitch. Let's do something they're not used to. And just shut, shut you know, because it's a huge ground, isn't it? Um, they'll just chuck the boundary out, which I think actually for Essex, we haven't got the um, sort of carted out the ground. We've got pepper and stuff, but I think that helps, then it helps our bowling a lot, which I think is one of our strengths. Annoying light right in my face. Yeah. But fingers crossed, we'll be Saturday morning. We'll be recording this and uh, looking forward to the semi-final, which I guess is, guess is either Hampshire or somebody else. Uh, yes. Um need to to check what it turns into but Worcestershire yeah I think it's Hampshire walks if we if we win not like not Lancashire sorry uh yeah I think it's yeah Hampshire Worcestershire isn't it that we play the winner of if we get through Cool. Right. Well, I think we should leave it there and, um, yeah, see what happens. Um, I forgot now Terry finishes this. Oh, it's, it's goodbyes, isn't it? It's goodbyes. We have not worked on yeah. the order, so I'll go first. Okay. It's goodbye from me. Uh, it's goodbye from me. See ya.